This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Waxwork. Stop on by and give Afterlife a try. What a coincidence, Chris also got his first orgasm from the end of a whip. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Hotlanta. And I'm Troy. Remember and, from the movie? Yeah, no, yeah. I do. Orgasm, the end of whip. Chris. We watched the movie? Movie. Yep. I wasn't here last week, so. As suggested by? I don't know what we did. Matt Alex. Matt. Yep. From the horror show Hot Dog oh, podcast. Hot dog. Fantastic. Yes. So they they watched it and he's like, You guys should watch this. And I was like, I think that's literally the first request you've ever made. So we're gonna fast track that one. This seems like something he'd do. Yep. Yeah. Works and uh-huh. In exchange, he made them watch Head of the Family. Yeah. So how did you last week? What did you guys do? Make podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked about a movie, movie podcast, podcast, movie podcast. Yeah, good. Doctor sleep. Doctor. Yep. The B is for boring tagline. The bargain, I think it is. No, no. The the movie had a boring tagline. Oh, I'm so sorry. That changes everything. Yes. But let's not talk about last episode. Let's talk about the movie we watched for this episode. It is entitled Waxwork. Waxwork. How does this movie start, Chris? We start out. We're, uh... John Amplitz. Yeah, yeah, quite. We meet, uh, Billy Peltzer. Well, do we? In his palatial estate. Oh no. no! First, first is the uh, crime. Yes, with the fantastic big band music playing over it. There's uh, always big band music playing over everything in this movie. Oh, like the soundtrack of this movie is just bonkers, but I love it. It's it may even qualify as bonky donkey. And you know, guy guy gets his head shoved in a fire and robbed. Oh, you get erotic. Yes. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, so he just keeps like shoving his head in the guy, the guy's head in the fire, and nothing's happening. Then all of a sudden, he he catches a blaze and then runs around the room. Wait, what's he gonna do? Sit still? Uh, I don't know. Maybe stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that's all well and good on paper. But when you're on fire, you're not gonna have the the brightness of mind to stop, drop, and roll. You're just gonna run around in a panic. Setting everything else you can on fire, despite it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Brett's very judgmental about me. I just like to burn things. <laughs> so, where does the leprechaun tell you to light fires, Brett? Wherever I'm at. 
So. So. At, after the guy is robbed and burnt. Then we meet Billy Pelter. And he uh, lives in a big old mansion. Is not allowed to have coffee, apparently. Nope, because that's for adults. He only gets milk. But he needs his caffeine. Yeah, but don't worry. His butler's got his back. I'd buy it. Hands him his cup of caffeine and his stick of nicotine. Raw caffeine. I was like, huh, this guy's a total addict. Yeah. He's to live. He's fine. And he uh, meets up with fellow classmates. They're going to... They're all trying to bang each other? Well, there's the one that he, he's trying to bang who is banging a football player. Yeah. And then there's... There's... Uh, hold on, I have to look up his name real quick. Because I don't remember it. Twin Peaks, Chris. Go. Oh, yeah. He's the guy that that, that plays the ne'er-do-well. Yeah, with the with the Chris Hardwick haircut. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Dana Ashbrook is the actor's name, but his character's name is uh, Bobby. Bobby, of course. Bobby Briggs. Good old Bobby. So Billy Pelter, Bobby Briggs, China with a Y. And Sarah Plain and Tall. Old scaredy Sarah. Yeah. And earlier the girls were uh, walking. They met up with a guy out in front of the titular waxwork who invited them. reason seemed really attracted to that strange man at the waxworks. I mean, David Warner is pretty hot. Okay. I'll give you that one. You got no convictions. Yeah, I mean, he could he could download my OCP anytime he wants to. He could <laughs> sodomize me cross-eyed. Um, if, Is that right? Yes. Yeah, sure. Sh- sure. <laughs> I mean, we know, we know what Chris is searching on Pornhub after this episode. What? Yeah, after. And uh, he invites them to the secret opening of the waxwork. At midnight. <laughs> yeah. I also thought the midnight part was funny. Thanks, Troy. Chris and they're, but and Troy they're, uh, they're not allowed funny. to bring more than six people total. <laughs> he sure was oddly specific. Yeah. As if there's six people that want to go to a waxwork museum. At midnight. At midnight. That is the damnedest place for a waxwork? Where's a good place? Uh, like, Madame, Madame Tussauds? I don't know what that is. It's a museum of wax figures. They have one in D.C. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's more sense. Yeah. 
Like they have like, you know. I live in Ohio. All we got is Walmart. <laughs> the Walmart Waxwork Museum? Probably. It's just various greeters just posed in, in friendly ways. A history of greeters. And this is back in 1982 when we changed the color from periwinkle to light blue on the apron. Well, to be tripping on Walmart now, dog, it's a big part of our culture culture around here. Yeah. I mean, the also the aprons are a much darker blue than periwinkle or light blue. Smock, dog. What? It's a smock. Oh, yes, a smock. Thank you. Don't mock the smock. That's what Chris always says. That's true. That's why they had me make the Walmart orientation videos. It was my conviction to the don't mock the smock. And your very poor attitude. Forward <laughs> to me. Uh, the best is the one where they show how, what to do if you cut your hand off in the meat slicer. Because Chris is like, fuck yeah, I'll cut my hand off. <laughs> Chris is like, don't. Chris is chewing He's the like, scenery. Just, oh, love- my head. Oh, oh, my God. The blood. It's everywhere. This is a legitimate medical injury. <laughs> Call my mother. It's a shame I work at Walmart and can't afford health insurance. Weird stuff to the stump. <laughs> so, uh, anyway... Back to your fucking narrative. I mean, read your book, Chris. I mean, this movie barely has a narrative. Just give the guy some, cut the guy some slack. Absolutely not. I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll allow it. Thank you. So, uh, everybody meets up after class featuring a guy with Nazi flag? Yeah, who's... The Nazi teacher guy was scary as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was running from the Nuremberg trials, but like, how? But he made he he told Billy Pelzer to write a 40 page paper on why uh, dictators are bad, and I was like, really? Like, I thought you'd be like 40 pages on why dictators actually aren't that bad. Go. 40 pages on anything sounds like a fucking nightmare. He wanted like overnight, and I was like, what? Yeah, it's like a semester product project, forty pages. Just a real quick forty pages. As long as it doesn't have to have you like punctuation, yeah, it's fine. It's double spaced with a size twenty four font. Yeah, <laughs> adjust the margins. Yeah, whatever font is just slightly wider than the rest of them. One letter per page. The trick is to take every period and quintuple the font on it. Well, you just figure out one letter per page and you figure out one 40-letter word and you're fine. <laughs> Super califragilisticexpialidocious. I don't want to count the letters. Or anti-disestablishmentarianism. Okay. That's probably 40. I don't know. Shut up, Chris, I think, is I haven't said that for a while. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everybody heads up to the waxwork. Swerve. Yeah. 
And they're greeted by uh, the butler, one of two butlers. Tiny butler. Yeah. That little dude. Yeah. He's and he. Uh, yeah, he yelled. He yelled at the tall one. Yeah. He made him feel bad. Dash too. Like you're supposed to wait until I call for you. Get out of here. Pandemonium times. Crystal was yelling at me. I like how they like don't want anything to drink though. Like he's the, the butler like offering them anything to drink and they're like no. We're teenagers slash college students, but we don't want any alcohol. Free alcohol? Who wants that? So they uh they head in, they start looking around. All of the displays are various like uh horror themed displays. What was the one where the guy, someone was putting the hose attached to a tailpipe to someone's face? I thought that was the Invisible Man. Yeah, okay, yes, it was. I couldn't remember. I, I keep forgetting what that one is. Yeah, you have like the Invisible Man, you have a mummy, you have Dracula, yeah. you have Frankenstein's monster. Guy with hatchet. By, yeah, there's a werewolf. But the Frankenstein's monster was played by Hotter Kane. Weird. I didn't know that. Yes. Because I can't, after watching In the Mouth of Madness, I can't call him Kane Hodder. I always have to call him Hodder Kane. That's uh, fair. He's a wrestler. And what else was in there? Oh, there was the demon plant. Yeah. Feed me. Um, zombies. Mm-hmm. The Marquis de Sade. Yes. You know, that famous horror villain. Yeah. Um, he wrote 120 days. Although, we did watch Solo, which was based on 120 days. So Right. That's why he's yeah. a horror villain. He's a bad person that shouldn't have been there. So, no, he's scary. I don't like him. And what else was he's in there? there? I was like, oh, that's, a, that's an onion in the ointment. We don't want that guy. He's a bad guy. He made that thing I had to watch. I, I yeah, there's some other things that I can't remember. Yeah, it's unimportant. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. So they're uh, walking around, and uh, Bobby stops to check out the werewolf display, and he's fucking around with his lighter and drops it, and it goes in there. Not drops it, launches it out of his hand. Yeah. Like he tries to flip it open, and it just flips it right out of his hand. Lighter went down the hole. And uh, when he goes after it, he gets transported into werewolf times. Yep. That guy was scary as fuck. Werewolf guy? Jonathan Reese davies Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but the guy. That was Gimli. Yeah. I don't know that is. Uh, I think he was in word. He, he was also in the uh, Jones movies, and I can't remember what his name was in those. Yeah, he was oh. in Sliders. Yes. I know those movies. Sliders is not a movie. <laughs> like little sandwiches from White Castle? Yes, he, he was the main ingredient in White Castles from 1920 to present. It made uh, Harold and Kumar very uncomfortable working with him. Yeah. You can leave Harold and Kumar out of this. 
I mean, I can't. If we're going to bring up White Castle, i got to bring up Harold and Kumar. Okay, that's fair. And, yeah, so he's like, but it's like oldie-timey werewolf times when he's got, like, the puffy shirt and it's in a cabin. Yeah. And John's reads Davies like, you must leave now and run so that you're safe. And the guy's like, what? Just get me the hell out of here, people. Like, what's going on? Like, who's like hypnotist guy who did this to me? Bring me out. Yeah, you know. He's, he's like, computer, exit. Yeah. They ripping heads in half. Well, that's first the, the werewolf hunter. Jonathan Reese Davies turns into a werewolf, bites Bobby. Yes, but then also has to brush some dirt off his shoulder. Which I was like, okay, so this werewolf is now Jay Z. We're good to go. And then the werewolf hunter shows up, drops his bullets, but he has his sidekick, other guy, run interference, and for his trouble, he gets. From anyway, huh? Where'd those guys come from? Outside. They were tracking the werewolf. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, like in that, that movie we watched with Angela Lansbury. Werewolf Tracker with Angela Lansbury. <laughs> yep. That's the one. Murder, murder she howled. And the, uh, the other werewolf hunter gets ripped in half, which is pretty funny. Yep. I don't know where. Grab a guy, grab a guy by the face, and just rip him in half like that. Oh yeah, there's that, there's that center line that runs through everybody, Brett. That you know, you just tear him down. They would. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about the increase. <laughs> yep. Right down the butt crack. <laughs> Only us men folk. <laughs> yeah. Right down the middle. Yeah. If you grab him by the crease, they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and so finally, old old werewolf hunter sh- shoots the werewolf with a silver bullet. It dies, and then he shoots Bobby because Bobby is starting to wolf out. And then we it kind of freeze frames with Bobby as the victim in the waxwork. However, when they panned across all the waxworks at the beginning, was it obvious to everyone else that they were just people holding really still? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mostly because they were moving around a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like, watch it going, these these aren't waxworks. These are real people just frozen in place. I've got something here that says I called it Eastern Europe's finest thriller video. <laughs> yeah, that's the it werewolf. Right. I figured yeah. sober this would be, you know, work out pretty good for drunk podcasting. Yeah, the um the werewolf kind of looked like the werewolf from Buffy, the first like the first time they have a werewolf in Buffy before they turn into weird like apes. I've never watched any Buffy, really. Mm. I don't know if you would like it, so I'm not actually going to suggest it to you. Probably not. Mm-hmm. So. 
So yeah, I I agree with statement. <laughs> Chris heard it. Chris has a rubber Chris has a rubber stamp that says that. It says I agree with this statement. So uh, next up is China with a Y, and she uh, gets transported to vampire times. Because she wants to bang that wax guy. She's yeah. She's to bang everything. Except for Billy Peltzer. So she gets served a delicious uh, meat cereal. Steak tartar. I was track and field track earlier. Yes, track and field, quite. Yes. Steak tartar. As the guy kept say, keeps saying, she's a steak tartar, but Dracula keeps saying steak tartar. Yeah, you know, steak tartar. Dracula. Dracula. And uh, they eat weird dinner, which Through is the ditches. It's uh, it's real gross. Just the, yeah. the sound of them eating was the most off-putting thing of this entire movie for me. Yeah, it's, it was horrible. Mouth noises. And then they uh, they send her to her room. It's, it's not right. You don't want that. I know. Do you prefer pet sounds or mouth noises? Both. I prefer pet sounds because that's a good Beach Boys album. B-Boys making with the Freak Freak? Yes, that, that classic Beach Boys song. You got it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, she goes to her room, and she gets uh, jumped by one of the other vampires who wants her delicious blood for his own. Meets up with her Vampire Times fiancé? Yeah, because like when they go into the, when they step into the waxworks, like they take on a role. Like Bobby was called Jack in the uh, old, ye old timey werewolf scene, um, and she has a fiance in her. The, her the character that she is embodying has a fiance in the in the Dracula times. Yeah, and they're uh, eating his leg, I guess. Yeah, he's been like, uh, yeah, he's been uh, butchered down to the bone on his like left lower leg. Yeah, and then a bunch of vampires run in, and she fights the vampires. That rat seemed to be enjoying it. Well, Dracula shows up first, right? Well, first she fights the lady, the lady Draculas. Well, no, no. First she makes a cross out of two of the knives. What? No, that's the other vampire guy. Oh, okay, yeah, other vampire guy. She blows his head up with them? Yeah, they exploded the guy's head with what looked like a cross made out of butter knives. Well, no, they were uh, they were like bread knives, but you could see that there was a pin holding them together <laughs> in there. That was like... What? It says stabby, re-stabby, knife cross kill. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so she presses like the cross to his head, and his head explodes, 
And then like two or three of three of the female vampires come running in and she breaks a chair. Her, her fiance tells her to break a chair and she can use one of the legs as a, as a stake. Yeah. And she uh, stabs one of them, shoves one of them into a bunch of like wine bottles on a rack. Champagne bottles. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like there's champagne shooting out through her, which was fun. And then, yeah, and then she runs off, and Dracula finds her, and then she just like is like, "Oh well, I guess I' done fighting." Well, you've hypnotized me, and you're you're really hot, so vamp me up. You want to get stuffed by? Yep. So she gets vamped up. Limbit. And uh, meanwhile, back in the waxwork, Billy Peltzer and Sarah playing Antol. They're like, uh, where is everybody? Where where did the other ones go? Let's get out of here. This is boring. Yeah. Boring, just like Chris. And uh, Tiny Butler tells them that the other two left already and they should just go on home. So they do. But meanwhile, the jock guy from earlier that was uh, China with a Y was sweet on. At least part of him. Yep. His sugar wood. He shows up to the waxwork looking for him. (laughs) And turns out he's a super big fan of Phantom of the Opera. Yes. As all jocks are. Yeah. I like that fame of the opera shit. That's why I think it's funny that they called the uh, one one girl Sarah Brightman because the actual Sarah Brightman originated Christine Daae for Phantom of the Opera on uh, what it, what in, Le- in London. So there's my drama nerd. That's about all I have, but there it is. And uh. Yeah, it's fair. And he uh, he just gets put in the Phantom of the Opera one. We don't really see it. They just lead him into it. Yeah. It's not much after that. He probably fails to keep his hand at the level of his eyes. Yep, that's the trick. Yep. He's got that magic My group. He smokes a lot of luckies. Movie screeches to a halt. Phantom of the Opera guy? Yes. Yeah. Find someone more fluent to write your papers. Oh, yeah, because uh, uh, Billy Peltzer had his maid write his paper, but she's Latina, and English is her second language, and the uh, they starts reading the paper, and it's fucking hilarious. Like about how like dictators have tiny mustaches and shout a lot or something. Large, loud mouths and tiny mustaches, I think. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then back to the bleachers. Yep. Where it's him and Sarah Plantall and the two other people who didn't want who were too scared to go into the waxwork. Yeah. Surviving from the scene from earlier. Yes. And they, uh, they're talking about how the other two are missing. So Billy Pelter goes and uh, gets with the cops. 
And apparently a bunch of people have gone missing. Yes, and the cop is very angry, very redheaded, and taller than Seth Green. Can we call him Robot? Yeah, I call him user kid too much, I guess. I don't know. We'll call him Inspector Robot Chicken. So he takes uh, Billy Peltzer to the waxwork. And he's like, yeah, there's nothing to see here, kid. You're just a fucking idiot. Although David Warner does not let him light his cigarette in the waxwork. Yeah. That is verboten. So they leave, but old Inspector Robot Chicken just can't shake the feeling that there's something up. So he heads back. And almost lights a cigarette again, but then opts to just go Stallone style and chew on a on a matchstick. Yeah. And then he he wanders into Mummy Times. Yes. Where there's a mummy. Yes, and he gets trapped in the sarcophagus. Yes. But not before the, he uh, he cut a piece of China with a Y's face off. Yeah, and it was like wax. It was weird because like the skin was like wax, but then there was like wax muscle underneath, which was really weird. It was like an anatomically correct wax work. Yeah. Because I guess once somebody has been consumed by the the wax scene, then it's okay to go in there. Yeah. Well, because the purpose has been fulfilled. So uh, he gets sarcophagized. In there. And his uh his partner out in the car comes in to check it out because the guy's just been in there too long. He says. And he gets his neck snapped by the the tall butler. Yeah. Who then gets and, accosted. And the tall butler looked like he felt really, really good when he snapped that guy's neck. Yeah, it releases endorphins. He was very satisfied. They call it the the neck snappers high. Oh, okay. It's like a runner's high, but for neck snappers. Exactly. I understand. So, uh, meanwhile, Billy Peltzer and Sarah playing and tall head to Billy Peltzer's attic. Attic, yes. Sarah's scared and tall. Sure. Sure. Jinx? No. Boater Jinx. Yeah, and, I uh, feel like the boner is always a given at this point. <laughs> it's an implied boner. Almost implied. constantly. <laughs> You should have that looked at. Yeah, if your boater's implied for more than four hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's only every three and a half hours. I'm fine. And it takes a half hour off, and then it's implied again. You should see an implied doctor for that. <laughs> I've, I've gotten myself into too weird of territory here, so <laughs> I'll go ahead and back out. We'll just go back to the book. Why haven't you read your book? Oh, so they're digging through the trunk, and he's like, see, I thought that guy looked familiar. It's This is the guy that uh, disappeared once my dad or my grandfather burnt to death in his study and was robbed. Yeah. And she, and, and meanwhile, Sarah Skirtentall is, look, 
Here's a book about the Marquis de Sade. And also, here's some other fun facts about the Marquis de Sade that I know off the top of my head. Why are you looking at me so strangely? Yeah. Why not say, did that trunk want her shirt? Probably. Uh, what? What the fuck I are you even remember. talking about? I don't either, but it's Brett, so yes. The talk to the cops. Cop is angry. Back to the waxworks. Weird shit worth with with the waxwork guy. Kid gets scaredy girl out of class. We missed that part. That was pretty fun. Oh, and he pretends to be sick in the like, the weirdest way possible. Yes, that was. I like that scene. That was pretty good. Cop goes on through staff entrance. Grandpa's addict. Mm-hmm. That all checks out. We're all caught up now. Yep. And the on her shirt. The wax guy is immortal. The cop and the Egypt bullshit. So I think that's where we're at. Yeah, right in the sarcophagus. Yep. And so he decides to go talk to his great uncle. Does say don't just lay around screaming and breathing. Open the door. Your notes are impeccable. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he always gets A's in his classes. Takes pristine notes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so uh, they go to meet up with Grandpa's buddy or his uncle or whatever the fuck. I don't I don't know who he is, but Somebody. the important thing is that he is uh, a guy in a wheelchair full of exposition. Yes. And sir so, uh, exposition. yeah, sir, sir Reginald exposition proceeds oh, to sir. tell him about how they had this theory back in the day that there were 18 trinkets that were owned by the 18 most evil people or something like that. And what's 18 divided by three? Six. And then it's six times six times. It's six plus six plus six. Yeah. Well, that's the devil number. Yeah. So obviously it's the devil. It's evil. And the, the waxworks proprietor has sold his soul to the devil that's why he, he also, doesn't age. He also played evil in uh, Time Bandits. Yes. And he's using voodoo in order voodoo? to make the the waxwork scenes to trick people into coming in because you have to do it willingly. Yes. And then... You have, get, you have to get the babe with the power. Yeah. And then... That they get your delicious soul, and once he gets all of the delicious souls, then, <laughs> and then apparently Chris is carried away by a giant bat. <laughs> but uh, no, so once they get all eighteen souls, then like the evil is released upon the world. Yeah. Uh, sorry, listeners. Uh, Chris is mystified by whatever Brett is doing with his phone. 
I, also, there's yep. a weird like skittering noise occasionally on the <laughs> podcast. That I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's. I don't know why I'm. It shouldn't be producing any noise. I don't know. No, that's <laughs> my about. house. I think. Yeah, it's just like it sounds like, like a wrong. It sounds like a rat <laughs> running across a podcasting. It just it sounds like a rat running across a drop ceiling or something. <laughs> I don't like it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, hmm, that's not a noise that normally happens. <laughs> I don't so now, like Anyway. So I yeah. I just want to do a podcast. So voodoo, magic. Voodoo? Uh, eat the souls, everybody gets out. Death yes. of the world. Yeah. Yes, or at least the dance magic. It's dance magic. And so uh, Sir Reginald Exposition says the best course of action would be to just burn the whole goddamn thing to the ground. Yes. Because they obviously still need more souls. They try to do with Zippo fluid. Yes. Like three tiny canisters of Zippo fluid. They're going to burn everything down. Yeah. And when you say tiny canisters, I feel like canisters is really overselling all this. It's like little things of Zippo fluid you would buy from a gas station. Yeah, that you like you spray on the sponge inside the Zippo lighter, and then your Zippo lighter works again. Right. It's pretty close, but yeah. So they uh, they take their Zippo fluid, they break into the waxwork, they go to set it on fire, but uh, Sarah playing and scared or whatever the fuck. Scared and tall. Scared and tall is uh stupid. Finds the Marquis de Sade and is uh she's totally into it, staring at it. I've got Brian Cranston in a wig question mark. Marquis de Sade. I can see that. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. It's definitely not him, but no, yeah, but no, can... that's why it says fake Brian Cranston in a wig. Marquis de Sade or whatever is the note. Ask whooping Dungeon City right before that, so. <laughs> and uh, the tall butler just kind of throws Billy Pelter into zombie land. Yeah, just like, like literally like just boots him into the zombie display. Yeah. My note for that instance says zombie stuff now with now in all caps. So that's, I feel like that's pretty accurate. And then Ninja Severed Hand. Yeah. So yeah. Billy Pelter is in zombie movie land. Well, and, uh, movie zombie. He realizes that, oh, wait, I don't believe any of this is real. I didn't willingly come in here. This has no power over me because I don't believe, man. He calls, like, the, the thing a bully. Yeah. And a clown. Yeah. And they make it and shrink. He, yeah, he rejects Satan and all his works. And then he leaves the zombie land. Yeah. I made a pretty good joke in here, too. Period rescue with period weapons. Mm-hmm. Yes. But no period money. No, no, no. No period money. Just a period. I thought, yeah, fuck off. Period rescue with period weapons. That's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds like something Chris would do. And this was also the birth of my uh, my opening joke. Chris got his first orgasm at the end of a whip I've written here, which is a really weird thing to write about anybody. 
<laughs> but uh, but no, I was funny to me, so I wrote it there. <laughs> yeah, because the Marquis de Sade funny to me. Yeah, because the Marquis entertaining like some English prince, and he's like, "I have something for you to ride," and then they bring out Sarah Scared and Tall and chain her up, and they're like, "But first, we have you. Know, it's a, she's a horse. She got to be whipped." So they whip her, and she gets off on it. Yeah. And, and I, then Billy Peltzer jumps into the Marquis de Sade uh, display and beats up a guard and tries to save her. Yeah. He busts in the uh, aforementioned orgasm whip bit. And uh, Billy Pelter's like, look, you, you can't do anything to me because you're all a bunch of phonies. Big fat phony. And you're he really uh, real? He hands the Marquis de Sade the gun. He's like, go on, take a shot. Unless you're chicken. Right <laughs> through. Yep. And he manages to snap Sarah, scared and tall, back to not reality i don't know it's confusing basically he gets her to like give up the character that yeah. he was playing and then they uh they leave they get out and the the proprietor and both butlers are there and then he's like haha fucker that didn't work so now your thing isn't going to work so what are you going to do He's like, oh, well, it just so happens that I've got these other two idiots, so we're going to grab you and let them get... Which I think were their two friends that were too scared to go in earlier? I thought there were two different people, but I'll be honest, I, I, I don't know. Those other two from the beginning were in it for like 28 seconds. I think it's meant to be because later on, the the guy who gets pushed into the zombie one um, like calls Billy Pelter by name. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, the lady is, uh, she goes Marquis de Sade and her, uh, gentleman caller goes zombie. Yep. And then the ritual is finished. The pact has been fulfilled. They all start coming to life. And then Grandpa's homie and his homies come through and they start killing all the monsters. Grandpa uh, in his armor-plated wheelchair. Yeah. Grandpa's homie, dog. It's not Grandpa. It's Grandpa's homie. Yeah, Grandpa's homie. And I feel like maybe Knights of Badassdom made like was made a an oblique reference to that with like the guy, the king that was in the wheelchair in that movie. But that might be giving them too much credit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I seen this fucking awesome. But yeah, it's just bonky donkey from here on out. Yeah, because uh, they apparently cleared out the nursing home, and it's just <laughs> it's like a Bubba. million old people. Yeah, it's like Bubba Hotep on steroids. Yeah, a million monster hunters. Uh, and Billy Peltzer's personal butler. Yes. The one who gives him the cup of caffeine and the stick of nicotine at the beginning. Yeah, and he brought his granddad's stabbing swords so they can kill everything. Because they can only yep. uh, ruin everything if they're, you know, alive. 
Yeah. That fucking baby doll is pretty awesome. Oh, the the demon baby? Yeah. Yeah. Threw it, shot it with a shotgun. Right, and then they shot that bat right in the face. Yeah, because Dracula turns into a bat, and they they grab the bat and just put a pistol right up to its face. Points in the background where they're like, "Pardon!" They turns Uh, into a bat, and then they grab that bat and they shoot that bat right in the face with a fucking revolver. Is yeah, it's pretty great. The dude just just snakes it right out of the air too. The bat's like, "I'm out of here," and he's just like, "Grab!" Yoink! And Billy Pelter stabs a werewolf to death with his silver rapier. Yeah. Right now, don't we all kind of want to shoot a bat right in the face? Kinda. Kinda. If bats didn't eat bugs around my house, I would I would want to do that. But I'm happy to let them eat nocturnal bugs Just around my house. And then, uh, let's see what else. Oh, so, but what ends up happening eventually is... Uh, Billy Peltzer and the Marquis de Sade start sword fighting. And I swear to God, they made the fucking cross guard on the Marquis de Sade's sword look like a pair of balls on purpose. I laughed all that because of what you said on Discord. <laughs> so it really did look like balls. <laughs> like, okay, great. Of course, the Marquis de Sade has the cock and balls sword. <laughs> but, well, of know, course. The action that guy's back had a silencer on it, though. That was yeah. the quietest axe I've ever heard. Yeah. It's a stealth axe. For yeah. When you're illegally chopping, chopping down trees, you use a stealth axe. And of course, you know, the Marquis de Sade being a character who actually knows how to sword fight, and Billy Peltzer being a high school slash college kid uh, who is not on the fencing team. Man. Does not sword fight so well. Yeah. And the the Marquis gets the upper hand, but then uh, Sarah, scared and tall, axes him in the spine, or hatchets him, I guess. Yeah. Hatchets him a question. And the whole time, the proprietor was kind of up in the rafter catwalk thing back in the uh, wax facility and he's got uh, some kind of fucking space gun I don't know what the fuck was going on there yeah oh we also missed the fact that the two butlers killed each other or were fighting each other the tall butler and Billy Peltzer's personal butler uh, were fighting like this with some hot butler on butler violence yeah and uh, the whole place is on fire at this point because one of the old people had a can of gas, they were just sloshing everywhere. So, uh, just when it looks like the proprietor of the waxwork has got the upper hand with his space gun, the old uh, Sir Reginald exposition shows up, makes the save, and makes the greatest sacrifice because the wax facility was not handicap accessible. No, but then the werewolf comes up from behind him and grabs him and rips him apart. Yeah. Rips his head off. Yeah. And uh, so Billy Peltzer and Sarah, scared and tall, make a break for it. The waxwork burns down. Oh, um, 
David Warner, the proprietor, ends up in a vat of wax and does the scary, like, leap out and going to grab Billy and drag him into the wax with him and then just doesn't. Yeah. He makes some quip and then dies. Yeah. And I was like, man, Satan didn't really have your back, did he? Nope. Satan is powerless against wax. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so you'll be immortal except for wax. (laughs) Oh, what? No, sorry. Yeah. That's why you like candles to protect yourself from Satan is the wax. It vaporizes the wax into the air and Satan can't penetrate it. Fair point. Yeah. So you'll never find the devil in a beehive. These are the devil. Uh, mine are this week. All bees are always the devil all the time. Yeah, all bees are nice and calm. Or poison. They're full of poison. They're full of venom. They're full of venom. And carnage. Cruz is full of bees. He's just a bunch of bees in a skin suit. Yeah. I have several hundred if not thousand bees in a trench coat. When you cut him, does he not be? I would think at least thousands. I mean, consider hives can have like 50,000. You probably would have tens of thousands of bees inside of you, Chris. Hmm. Well, that's... That's too fucking many, man. Maybe Uh hundreds of thousands. Nah, I'm into it. So I'm like the candy man. Yes. Because the candy man can. The rubber band man. So anyway, Billy and Sarah, scared tall, uh, escape via blanket from the flames. Billy, scared and tall. It's a fire blanket. And they uh, they make it out. But then we see uh, something in the rubble. And it's the... What was ninja hand? Is that what it was referred Brett, to as? Yes, Brett referred to it as the ninja hand. And it's oh, crawling around. Man. So, you know, they didn't stop all of it. He was a good little guy. They tried. And, and then, oh, and I love, though, how the the fire is so poorly composited onto the building for the exterior shots. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And then they play some weird but good song over the end credits because like it's an inappropriate song but it was still fun to listen to which is basically how the music works in this movie my last two notes are how flammable is wax very use the franchise no like the like the flash point of beeswax is like 170 or 150 degrees or something like that It's, it's really wax is very flammable that's why they use it in candles Weird. Wax is a dick. <laughs> okay. That's that, that's the worst shop at the Renaissance Festival. It's true. It's right next to the wax hand place. It's awful. Wax splinters are real. Okay. So that's wax yeah. work. I've had too much whiskey. No such thing. I'm so sorry. I've had just enough whiskey. So what do you think, Hot Lanta? Yeah, Hot Lanta enjoyed it. I was pretty well entertained throughout the movie. The effects were pretty good. 
I think the guy that did the effects in this had a hand in the Hellraiser movies. One of them. Mm. At least one of them. I'll consult the Hell. IMD. What? I'll consult the the IMDb while you keep talking. Ah. Um, the adults playing teenagers were just as good as the usual adults playing teenagers in an 80s movie. The music was pretty awesome because it was all weird, aggressive, big band music. I liked that. The curator, the butler, and the other butler were pretty awesome. The cop was a dick, but he died pretty fast, so that was fine. I like Grandpa's friend. He was great. He had a team of ghost hunters. Uh, it was made well enough, and I don't know. I liked it. It was entertaining. I would say it's lit all the way up. Christabel Aloysius. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's not high art for sure. It has its moments. It's kind of. It's a better premise than an execution. It's an interesting idea, even if it barely makes sense. I there, feel like it there was, was pretty cut and dry. I feel like it made sense. No, it was weird. It was the the narrative on this was crazy. The crazy guy had a waxwork. He had to get the eighteen people. He was trying to do that. He did it. He got his people. Yeah, but the people don't. Kill them all. The character is not verbal like humans. Yeah. That's true, but I mean, I... I don't know. I I, I feel like it was kind of cut and dry. It's a charming slice of 80s nonsense. It's not the best thing in the world, for sure. It's different, even for the 80s. Oh yeah, it's out there. It's weird. There were some strange '80s movies, but this one's uh, this one's pretty pretty interesting. But yeah, I say give it a go if you're into the that particular charm that a '80s movie has when it's a horror movie that's not a slasher. You can do worse, and we have done worse. But would you say that is specifically that is lit all the way up? No, I would not say that. Oh. I liked it, but I wouldn't say that. What do you say, Troy? I like this. Like, this movie is insane. Like, it's it's Lynchian in a certain, like, it has, like, this weird, like, David Lynch dreamlike quality to it, which I thought was funny when I realized that uh, Bobby Briggs from Twin Night Peaks was in it. Um like I was like, it's like David Lynch, like secretly involved with this movie. Cause I would not have be surprised at all. Um, it's, it, it's just, it's, it's got some fun, like little set piece scenes. Um, they play it's my party and I'll cry if I want to over the end credits for yeah, that was pretty awful. no goddamn reason, but I like that song. So I was like, I'm just gonna listen to this song, even though it has nothing to do with this movie. Whatever. Um, being weird. Yeah, and uh, like I said, like they had, like big, big band music. Maybe it's called "Sing, Sing, Sing" over uh, 
the the opening as the dude gets like his head thrust into a fireplace over and over again. Uh, I mean, it's got like irrigation pack. It's got David Warner, Jonathan Reese Davies. Um, it's the, Zach Galligan from Gremlins. Uh, China with a Y was in Blame It. One of the star, like one of the, like one of the the lead women or girls in Blame It on Rio. Like people in this movie did a lot of other stuff that like it was the guy from Twin Peaks. Um, like I was like these people. I know these people. What are they doing in this movie? This movie is insane. Like the guy like wrote this movie over a weekend, and it shows. But they 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 did it. They made a movie. And it was enjoyable, and it was weird, and I would not be opposed to doing the second one at some point. But we're not going to do it next. What are we doing next, Chris? We're going to do Southern Comfort. As suggested by? The Ghost of, oh no, Werner something. Vern Gagney. Vern Gagney. One of our Patreon patrons yeah so sorry i screwed so, up your day but thank you for your support yes thank I mean, you very much paid for it, man we're fucking doing it we don't ask any questions exactly all id aller i know nothing about this movie so it's either about whiskey or like hillbilly murder zombies i don't know which i mean both either way so what if other people would like to that movies or whatever, do the thing. Just, just do the thing. <laughs> you fuck off, or something, something like that. Is that right? Uh, Three, no, two. Or you can find us on the Facebooks because we're a slaughterhouse princess. Uh, we're not on MySpace because it's 2020, and we have much bigger problems than that. You can find us on the Twitter under Slaughter Prince, Reddit, SHP Podcast. I was just looking at your phones anyway. I could say whatever I wanted to. I'm listening. Yeah. Slaughterhouse Princess dot com for everything. Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail dot com to email us directly. I'll just refer you back to Slaughterhouse Princess dot com because that's where all the stuff is. We got Patreon store and uh-huh. a third option, the uh, thing that Troy has dot com. Yeah, you Discord. Go. Discord. That's the one. Ah, you can uh, scream at your speaker robot to play us. I think. Yeah. Your Alex. Your Alexis. Your gaggle home. Your Alexandria. Uh-huh. So come back next time for Southern Comfort. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. I like how fast Chris shut me up. Bye! I'm just going to post shirtless old men.